Hello there, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 208 for Patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is our time on Azeroth. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up in episode number 208 of HearthCast, we'll share a pretty bizarre HearthCast success story. Root called it, but what exactly did he call? Stay tuned to find out. And hey, Blizz, how about a little information, please? So, hey, Freckleface. Hey, Root. How are you? Pretty good. What is up with you this week in the world of Warcraft? I have something for you. Uh-oh. I'm a little scared. Okay. You told me you wanted some of this last <laughs> week. <laughs> this is this is Puppy Chow. Okay, just okay, you've handed me a uh, small Tupperware bowl, and I'm looking at what looks like small pieces of square chocolate, uh, which is covered with powdered sugar. That's right. And I'm going to break... One of my sacred podcasting rules. I'm going to eat this. One of these right now. On the air. Okay. Yeah. So I'm... Just one. I can do one? Sure. Do you think I can do... Well... I think you do two. This... That came like clump. I'm going to do one right here. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. I can smell very chocolatey. Very chocolatey. Very chocolatey. Mm -hmm. And um, there's going to be powdered sugar all over my hands now. Yeah, there is. It's very... This is really good. I know. It's very light. Very Mm -hmm. crispy. It's almost like it's chocolate-filled um, Chex Mix things. That's pretty much exactly what it is. I mean, chocolate gets to the cracks, I guess. That is really good. Thank you. That's like, is that, man, I'm like impressed. You know, it's like super easy to make and it's a great party food. I mean, and I only had a recipe for a full batch and I just kind of eyeballed some chocolate and melted it and I only made a little handful, basically. Really? Yeah. This is this was it. That's all I made. Yeah. This is incredible. I'm like so jealous. This it's has, addictive, right? Yeah. It's you like know crack. what? At first, I was gonna like try to take some, but this is all you made. This ain't going home. No, no, no. This it, won't it, survive. <laughs> <laughs> this won't survive the night, Freckle Face. I can tell you that. That okay. is fine. I don't we're, need. I'm any. putting it back in a little uh, little Tupperware container okay. here, and we're going to set this far away from me. Else I will be eating it during the show. We don't want to do that. No, we do not. (laughs) That was fantastic. Puppy chow, huh? Puppy chow. Puppy chow. Well. I think some regions might call it uh, Muddy Buddies. Muddy Buddies. Muddy Buddies. Muddy Buddies. I I can see that. Yeah. And and to be fair, I reminded you like three times this week. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Text three in the morning. Puppy chow. (laughs) I did even got you today with it. You did, yeah. So I'm, I'm but I, you know what? <laughs> I right. actually kind of slipped my mind when I came here about it. <laughs> so kudos to you for keeping it all the way to showtime because I would probably wouldn't be able to do that. So there all right. Go. So hey, hey, <laughs> what else is going on with you in the world of Warcraft? What else? Okay, so I've been still running my hunter on these garage only flex runs, and I got a second heirloom bow. What? Like, I was really so excited about the first one, but then the second one, I'm like, 
I I don't I don't need this. That's well, redundant. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Is it an heirloom bow or just yes. an heirloom weapon? It's a bow. I have two bows now. So you can't like give that bow to someone who uses a staff. No. Oh, see, I don't yeah. like that. As I thought all the weapons had the same amount of chance to drop from the boss, but if it's that class specific, I don't know if I should really keep running with my hunter. No. You know, I'm not yeah. taking her into normal ratings, so I don't need any more gear. I'm already set for the expansion, so. I don't like that. It should just be like a token for your, your weapon. You know, that would have been really nice. Once Take that token, token back to the. It. Yeah, exactly. I know, because you could be running it on a priest, and but you really want to level up your paladin next expansion. Right. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe Blizz will fix that. There's your bonus. Hey, Blizz, fix that. Give him a fix token. That. Uh, so I tried to uh, get my mage. I'm like, okay, I need to re- really get my Draenei mage into Raid Finder. Because, uh, you know, I want to get the BOA staff for her. And I used the Raid Finder and got into Wing 3. And it was on the spoils. And after the first wipe on the spoils for not getting it down fast enough, I saw the comment in a in the little chat there. Ja, 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 I'm healing and done more damage than Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> before I could even, like, come up with some smart remark about how you misspell Vanilla while you're looking at it, uh, I'm in like Jade Forest. I'm like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> you got a vote to kick out of there, I did, huh? Wow. I did. <laughs> but to be fair, um, I had not been running any of the damage meters, and so I installed a couple. Hmm. And I'm like, hmm, I I need to work on this a little bit more <laughs> before I Didn't get myself in a flex. Again. Talk about that a couple shows ago. We did. I I I could not find one that was unobtrusive. Mm. Put it that way. And I did find a DPS plugin that that theoretically does what I want it to do. It displays in the chocolate bar display and kind of inconspicuous thing unless you're looking at it. But there is zero options for it and it runs everything together. So it'll say 101k RDPS. And so looking at it, it's a little hard to read. You know, and there's no way to change that. It'd be kind of cool. I'm not an add-ons developer, but if I were, and. It would be kind of neat to give yourself like a little add-on that numbers are numbers, right? So I don't, I don't really care, right? Okay. But if I had a DPS add-on that gave me a color, you know, like oh. green. Okay, you're doing fine with, with everybody else. You're doing good. Uh huh. Yellow or orange, whatever you want to call it. Eh, little, you know, uh-huh. come on, pick it up a little bit. Red, you're in danger zone. You're not doing so good. You need to step it up. You know, it's a little subjective too. Because what are you basing that off? Are you basing that off of the minimum DPS required for each person to be able to get the boss down effectively? Or are you basing it as far as like what the average person is doing for your item level? Because that makes a big difference. I would do it based on what everybody else is doing in the group. Okay. Well, like I said, that's relative. I mean, you can get a good group where like everybody's doing good DPS. And just because you're at the bottom of a really good group doesn't mean you're doing bad. That's true. You know? That is true. You're just not doing as good. Right. So. I don't really like that mentality. I mean, like the, the same character that got kicked out of Flex took her and did uh, the Celestials, and she was number five. But the DPS still wasn't all that great, yeah, you my, know? Yeah, people don't... Yeah. I understand what you're saying, I, I, but I, I Celestials, know yeah, people fall asleep, with, don't do anything. Yeah, and there's issues with the actual ad on not counting yeah. the data correctly, but... Like, I'm an LFR hero, but get me into normal mode, and I'm... Uh, 
you know, I'm doing yeah, all right. Sure. I'm doing all right for normal, but put me in LFR and I'm topping the charts. Right. So your DPS is kind of subjective on your island level and your situation. Right. All that other stuff. So that's my next project is to kind of relearn how to do uh, the Arcane Mage. Or that might not even be the best spec anymore. I have to look into it and uh, get her going with that. So what's going on with you? Well, I decided to conduct a little bit of an experiment. And I uh, caged all the pets that I could cage that I wanted to cage. There are a couple on there that are very significant to me, and they have a purpose and a reason behind them, so I didn't get rid of them. Like your warlock pets? Like my warlock pets. Yeah, the that, ones that look exactly like your warlock pets? I did keep yeah. those, yes. Uh, and I threw them all, all the rest, up on the auction. Now, some of them are going for, like, you know, well, they list, rather. Okay. For upwards of, you know, 1,500 gold. Sure. They may not sell for that, but, uh-huh. you know, that's what they're listing for. Now, I've already sold a couple. The most has been for 300 gold. And, you know, it's like, I I don't head paddle. So it's free gold to you. Yeah. It's just but sitting there. They're not doing liquidizing anything. Liquidizing your assets. Liquidizing my assets. Yes. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How about liquidating? There you go. Yeah, go with liquidating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liquidizing. <laughs> Y'all best watch out. I've been liquidizing. And I did a flex run with the new raid team just to kind of test things out, you know? First time there, getting used to them, them getting used to me. Sure. Learning what, how they do things. What jokes are appropriate and what are not. Um, yeah, that's an important one because so far they're not really used to my sense of humor. Uh-huh. So that's like, okay, I got to back that off a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yours is a little. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the whole cynical part. They're not really getting that uh-huh. yet. Um. But, you know, important things like, hey, how do you guys handle battle reses? Do you guys call them out? Do you want me just to, you know, all those kind of rules. Okay. So that went okay. You know, it was solid. It was a solid run. Um, We had some people in there that were being, you know, kind of came with us, with the group. Okay. Because it was flex, so they kind of came with the group. And uh, barely met the requirements to get into flex. So they're just there to kind of gear up. Sure. And they they, they kind of... It was a little bit of a problem because they would die often. And I have something called, uh, I think it's like DK or BK death notice that plays a sound when somebody dies. Okay. And that diverts my attention away to see who just died. You know, mm-hmm. is that someone I need to battle res or not? Mm-hmm. And so when they're dying, it's like, well, I'm not wasting a battle res. <laughs> Sorry. No offense, but I'm not wasting a battle res on you. Uh, you can be dead. You'll still get loot. Right. You know? Makes sense. And they're not doing a whole lot anyhow, so no big deal. But, you know, like I said, it is a solid group. We did okay. I'm happy with it. Uh, then we went to raid on Tuesday night, and half the raid team didn't show up. Oh, no. Uh, so we ended up trying to uh, pug the rest, and that was not uh, not good. Not good. Not good? No. Uh, not good but No, not good at all. So we ended up kind of scrapping the whole idea, and then we just for funsies went on an ICC ten heroic, 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 <laughs> on a heroic run, and um, that was kind of cool because I actually got a couple of achievements at the very end, which uh, ended up with me also getting a title, being a something or other. Ah, and um, I got a cool T-Mog piece, T-Mog weapon, and I transmogged my weapon because it looked pretty cool. Cool. And here's what's interesting now. I didn't know this, and this is the first time I've ever done it. Uh, spoiler alert. We've talked about this before, but still, spoiler alert. Uh, in the ICC, when you fight the uh, the Lich King, he does this effect and it kills everybody. 
right? Right. And then you get battle rezzed by the other dude, the, the other guy who's doing the whole uh, role play with the Lich King in there. Is that Tyrion? I think so. Anyhow, uh, I can survive that. So I shielded myself at the right before he does the blast. I shielded myself and I used, like, I have this nether shield that does something. And I did a sacrificial patch with my pet. And I shielded myself and I actually survived the blast. And so I was like, oh, lols. <laughs> and it was like, our, our warrior, I think, in our tank survived the blast as well. So then we were kind of running around because you can do anything. You can attack him. You can do. You can continue to attack the Lich King. Yeah. And he, he just ignores you. He still does RP, you know. <laughs> and you're just like, la, la. And here's the weird part. Um, because I survived, but it did take a significant chunk of my health away. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that life drain on him. And as a warlock, you can do a life drain, which takes their hit points down and returns them to you. And he was at zero, right? Zero. Right. I, I healed myself off of him. Whoa. So, hello. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you have no health. And even your no health heals me. So that's cool. Whatever. That's all right. So that was fun. That was a good time. And then what else? Oh, yeah. I ran Tempest Keep and I got that pet. What is that pet out there? Oh, the Phoenix. Uh, Hawk Hatchling. Oh, very cool. There. Yeah. And yeah. then, then uh, got, got Bunk from uh other dude. Kalthus? Yeah, that dude. Got got nothing from him. Actually, he dropped this really uh, corny looking weapon. Like, just like, ugh. Ugh. But I guess at the time, those probably were like, whoa, look at that weapon. It's pink and purple. Well, it matches the mount. Yeah, well, thanks for... You see, you just can't. You cannot go. I really can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> But speaking of mounts, mm-hmm. I ran Magister's Terrace. And the uh, Swift White Hawk Strider did drop. Ooh. I'm a little jealous of that. Uh, yeah, especially since I got a feat of strength uh, achievement for nice. that as well. So, ha ha. Sure, sure, sure. So, anytime you mount your little ashes of blah, blah. Alar. What uh-huh. effort? See, there you go. Can't. I want to mount my little hog strider. Be like, ha! All right, then we'll both jump off the cliff and you'll die. No, I won't because I'll I'll use my kite uh-huh, or or uh-huh. my demonic leap right before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jump on my big white chicken. Bok bok. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Who thought we'd be having chicken sounds? This right. I was not expecting that. That was a very funny. That's not in the outline either. No, it's not. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, pretty good week. Better than last week. I think I got some of my luck back from you. Appreciate that. Okay, sure. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Maybe I can get, you know, you get kicked out of a raid. <laughs> it comes my way. <laughs> Here I come. Give me the luck. <laughs> Our time on Azeroth. Time is a very fickle thing. For the next few episodes, we're going to focus on time and how it relates to different aspects of the world of Warcraft. Albert Einstein once said, The only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. You know, in a nutshell, all we do as characters in the world of Warcraft is experience our perspective of the past. All the events, quests, dungeons, and raids we do, they've already been written and concluded in a storyline that we all partake in. Now, there's a time paradox in WoW. You see, in the real world, we either experience current events through life, media, and our surroundings, or we learn about historical events in some form of educational setting. 
And in WoW, we experience historical events in game and learn about current events through life, media, and our surroundings. Events that happen in story or lore must be accounted for in the game. When Deathwing shattered the planet in the storyline, the game world had to be adjusted. When the storyline took us to Northrend to fight the Lich King, the game world had to be adjusted. When Pandaria was discovered in the storyline, the game world had to be adjusted. In the real world, our collective global experience makes us the planet we are today, but how we got here differs vastly from region to region. Our lives are all linear. We adjust our lives as events in our environment change. As a result, our goals in life differ from region to region. In well, while our race's lore differs, each having their very own rich history, we're all somehow united in a common goal, which is usually to kill someone. We do not truly experience life in WoW, we only experience glimpses of the past. Because Blizzard is continuing to tell a story that first must be written and concluded before we experience it, it leads to many interesting problems with time. There are continuity breaks in WoW. You actually first see it as a level 1 character. Because people were tired of seeing the same old content in the major cities and in Azeroth and they wanted to see it updated for the current storyline, they did update it. But the expansions that came after it were not. So when you make a new character, you actually start out in the Cataclysm Time, which was the third expansion to come out. And then you go back in time to Burning Crusade. For example, Thrall is out there in Outlands and he's, what, like a shaman? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was before he became the uh, the war chief, and oh, then true. before okay. he before uh, Garrosh became the war chief. Mm-hmm. You know, so you jump back in time to G- Burning Crusade, and all the NPCs that you know are doing what they were doing back in that time frame. And then you go to Northrend, and now you've kind of moved forward in time again to that Wrath of the Lich King expansion time. Right, you're doing cool things for Thrall. I right. mean, not Thrall for Garrosh. Right, and then. After that, you kind of catch back up to where you were when you're questing in Hyjal and Vashir and all those places. Right. And then, obviously, you go to Pandaria. So, leveling from 1 to 90, you start in the middle, go backwards, and then go forwards again yeah. in time. <laughs> yep. It's really odd. And, like, I know that it is expensive to fix and... Up until they made the cataclysm change, you could go like, okay, well, it makes sense because when I am in Elwyn Forest, I am in the past, and as I'm moving to other places, I'm going forward in the future. But they took that away when they made the cataclysm because they Mm -hmm. all jumbled everything up. Right, because then it was future, present, past, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that expensive a fix. Apparently, it's only a $60 per person fix. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) And then you have odd things with that, like when you are in your starting zones, which would take place in, I guess, cataclysm time now. Now there's monk trainers. Right. You know, uh, when do we learn how to be monks? This expansion. Right. Yeah. 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 It's that we've talked about it before, having a uh, dynamic con- content in a persistent world. It's just, it's just weird. Like one of the things that happens is as we go through the storyline... Uh, we discover Pandaria. Right. 
And all of a sudden, you you know, there's a whole race to get there because you want to control the assets and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Pandaren, in which case you start off in Pandaria with, like, a horde and alliance around you. Right. <laughs> and then you leave where people don't know about you and somehow just normally accept you for who you are. Yeah. And train you, you know, and, every, <laughs> and sell to you and everything else. And then you discover your own hometown. Yeah. Eventually, which is weird. That one is even maybe a bit more confusing because then you start out at the most current time, Pandaria time. <laughs> True. Go back to Cataclysm, then go back to Burning Crusade, up to Lich King, up to Cataclysm again, then up to Pandaria again. Right. And as a as a Pandaren, do you really care about any of that? No. <laughs> Was it? Does it affect your life at all as a, right. as a happy panda? No. No. But you got to do it, man. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah. I know. Or, you know pay 60 bucks right and unlike the past expansion the content from this one has made major changes to big cities i mean theramore has been annihilated the alliance has driven out the horde completely from dalaran and ogamar has had a shift in leader a ton of the npcs that are all around town like you either kill them during the raid or they're like strung up by Garrosh. I mean, you see someone, you can go in now and you can see the Warlock Trainer and that Cleft of Shadows. You go and see Javogamar raid, he's like hanging by a rope. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so the fact that you still can visit Ogremar and it's still the way it's always been, that means that what we're doing in the raids and the scenarios haven't happened yet and they will not have happened until the next expansion. If they get that detailed in it, but yeah. Right. I know with other, like the the Lich King, the first person who downed the Lich King um, made the statue interactive and you can go and you, you click on it and you can view the cutscene or whatever. True. But the loading screen for Northrend used to have Arthas on the throne and he's like holding the sword and he's looking very foreboding. And now when you go to Northrend, he's there and his hands are empty and he's just has this look of despair on his face i never noticed that oh yeah so he's been they changed the scene to show that hey the lich king has been defeated i never i never never noticed that. Right. i will look at that for that next time so in past expansions when the boss was away somewhere like you have to go to this big secluded fortress to kill the lich king same with Deathwing. you know he's on what a maelstrom you have to go through this oh yeah think it right yeah, yeah. every all the bosses are like holed up somewhere. True. You have to go find them. Whereas Garrosh, like, he took the whole city hostage. I mean, theoretically, we should not be able to go there now and visit the auction house. <laughs> it's true. No, you're very true. You know, because yeah. he's got the city under hostage. So this expansion has just made that more obvious the fact that what we're doing now really isn't the present, it doesn't exist. Now, it just will have happened I, in the past, in the future. I know. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about it too hard here. <laughs> it's crazy. So, now moving forward, to completely complicate all of this, even though the timeline is all convoluted and everything in Warcraft, now they're having the next expansion, the Warlords Draenor, to be time travel. Sort of, but not sort really. Sort of, not really. I mean, every time they've asked the developers, what about time paradoxes and... You know, how will things exist? They just kind of like, well, don't worry about it. It's like an alternate universe existing at the same time, 
which means there shouldn't be any problem with your uh, orc warlock going back because they're not Blizzard's not going to keep you from playing your character, obviously, right. um, or your Pandaren monk. But if you go back in time, there's a four the orcs got corrupted. That's what Garage prevented, which means they would not have become warlocks. You know, they're the Iron Horde. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. And then they said, oh, Grouch is going to meet his parents. You're going to see these NPCs that disappeared or you want to find out more about them. But at the end of the expansion, both worlds can exist and it still makes sense because they've already said it's not going to change any of the canon. As in, like, it's not going to be all of a sudden, no, the, the orcs were never corrupted. They stayed pure this whole time. The, the history is not going to change. So what's going to happen in the universe? It's just going to disappear. And if it does, what happens to all that we did? Like, is, is Thrall going to meet his parents and then the world's gone and he doesn't even remember meeting them because it never happened? I'm not going to uh, try to answer that except okay. to say that um, you don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's the whole... Not back in time, so it's a parallel timeline. So sure. we're, we're we're not going back in our timeline as we are jumping to this alternate timeline to do all this content. Uh-huh. And then we come back to our timeline, which wasn't affected by anything we did in that timeline. Right. Because, I mean, think about this huge, there's two huge loopholes that I find. Number one is the fact that I can be in this bizarre universe, alternate timeline, but I can hearth back to or port back to or whatever my timeline, our timeline, right. and go to my capital city and put stuff on the auction house that I got from this alternate universe. Or, even more confusing, is this. I'm pretty sure there's going to be mailboxes there. <laughs> yeah, how's that going to work? <laughs> <laughs> just just saying. I'm, you know, our bank going to be there. The auction house is going to be there. Mailbox is going to be there. Send to 555 East Main Street. Timeline. <laughs> <laughs> E17. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, don't, yeah. Just don't think about it. Just, oh, that's man. The th- <laughs> I might have to go lay down after you said that. <laughs> that's a, well, I asked that question on Twitter back a while, a couple weeks ago. I said, if hey, this is going to happen. So what what mail, what piece of mail would you send your, your past self to, to, you know, what, what advice would you send yourself, you know? Oh, man. So, yeah. <laughs> and someone was just like, you know, just don't, don't renew your subscription. You know, something, it was, it was good times. It was pretty funny on Twitter. Yeah, that's just, it's weird. It's weird. Now, another thing that is kind of weird without this, all this timeline shuffling thing is that our abilities change, our weapons change, the statistics we have, all these changes that happen to our characters turn us into kind of like superheroes for past, if you will, content. Right, because you're from the future. It makes sense. Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> heroes of the time would have taken how long to, to kill Kel'thas? Uh, well, let's see. that the, the, the raid was about six hours just to get to him. And, and no, I'm kidding. And now you can go in as a 90 and solo it <laughs> yeah. because you're from the future. Right. It makes sense. It's, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess it, in a way it does. But here's this one of the things that always bothered me is when you look at these NPCs in front that, that we deal with, most of them have a class. Okay. A lot of them are shamans or you, you run into warriors, you run into warlocks, you run into mages, you run mm. into all these different classes. But their abilities are locked. They're static. Okay. 
our abilities change as our classes evolve. Things we could do, couldn't do, blah, 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 everything changes. The amount of spell power we have. Our, okay. you know, these guys are locked in that time frame. And so you go back and you're like, you know, we did ICC 10-man heroic with eight people and, you know, raffle stomped the whole place. Sure. You know, no, there was zero threat no to us. No. Well. Smashing like, buttons. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of fights I just sat out for because people are trying to get some achievements. Okay. Like, look, we can't kill this boss too fast. <laughs> All right, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit down over here. <laughs> but, you know, what are we doing now? We do these speed runs through old content. We solo dungeons. We do that for T-Mog, for pets, and for mounts. We farm lower levels, you know, for materials for people, throw up on the auction house. You know, I had a conversation with a guy a couple weeks ago telling me about how they went in and took over a city. Which one? Uh, I be- uh, Which one did he tell me they took over? Their horde. I think, it wasn't that one in the It wasn't Crossroads, was it? No. But I mean, I was, they used to do that back, you know, was, yeah. when I was current and that was difficult. I don't, I don't exactly remember what they took over. Um, but I was, cause I was relating a story about how we used to take over, uh, a Rathy Highlands or Rathy Base and whatever that area is where it's Hammerfall. As Alliance, yes. we should okay. take over Hammerfall, you know, cause it was small, small enough outpost for us to take over. Now, you don't even buy, I could solo, you know, Hammerfall. And I don't know. It's just a weird thing where I don't feel I should be able to do that. Because I don't really feel like I'm going back in time when I go to Hammerfall. Because I'm like flying into it. I can understand going back to a scenario where you're fighting the Lich King and that being mm-hmm. locked in time. Because they update guards. You know? It's true. They'll update these guards, but you know, they pose a little bit of a challenge, not much of one. But then, you know, all the creatures around them and everything else, like, uh, I used to be afraid of that, that, that guy. I know, because you're going back in time. But you're, uh. <laughs> I mean, the basic Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor, they still exist in Cataclysm time. That's what I'm saying. And you live in Pandaria time. So even in your base, you're you're like back <laughs> from the future. Uh, See what I'm saying? I'm just going to say yes sense. and not think about it. <laughs> what about items, gears, and materials? All, all the stuff that suddenly becomes obsolete. Because, like, there's just as so much resources, gold, tin, copper. You know, there's still as many nodes of, the, of those as there are ghost iron ore, but nobody wants to have anything to do with all that, quote-unquote, lower-level oh. stuff. Whereas, you know, in the real world, if you will, uh, that stuff's still viable. You know, we may f- we find new materials or we make new composites all the time. But that doesn't cheapen the value of gold or silver or copper. It's still a precious metal. But in WoW, no one wants that. (laughs) Copper bar? No, thanks. I don't need that. (laughs) Or gear you got. That was just like you you had to have this weapon. You grinded for this weapon. You went in week after week. And it finally drops and you've got that weapon. Now, it's... You know, show and tell. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, worth nothing except show and tell. You can transmog it. That's show and tell, transmog. Sure. So that powerful weapon that you had, you know, from a year ago 
<laughs> you know, is worthless now. Or like our, our ability to, will change like making fire. You remember he used to buy wood to make a campfire so you could cook stuff? Don't forget the flint and tender. Yeah. Yeah. Now you just, woof, campfire. To be fair, it was kind of annoying to carry those around your bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a quality of life improvement for uh-huh. sure. But it's the point is like things will evolve and change that make other things completely obsolete. They're old designs and recipes and schematics that really, unless you are a completionist, are completely worthless. It was always something to bother me that, you know, because you put out something new, it makes something old worthless. Instead of updating what that makes, it makes that design worthless. And here, the, the weird part about it is, in, in the real world, if I found a mint condition computer from like um, 1980, that would be actually worth more money now than it was then. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? Because of the collective aspect of the collection oh, aspect okay. of it. You know, to a Computers? collector. Absolutely. People collect older, pristine, condition, mint condition stuff. Oh. You know, so, but in the while, it's like, hey, whatever. It's not worth anything. Sort of. Transmogs kind of change a little bit of that, you okay. know, but it's still. Things become worthless over time when they really should, in my opinion, hold hold their intrinsic value as time progresses or maybe even become a collector's item. We are all experiencing a fantastic storyline full of rich history, lore, and characters. We get to take part in a mere fraction of the events when we play the game. As the game matures and continues to develop the storyline and real-world technology continues to improve, it's inevitable that a virtual world developed over 10 years ago will start to experience some growing pains. Our advice? Three things. Number one, don't think too hard about the breaks in the timeline, um, even though we just did. Yeah. <laughs> number two, read the books that Blizzard publishes. And number three, enjoy the world that has been created for us to play in. If you have any of your little favorite quirks in the, in the timeline, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook. Twitter, or you send us an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You're listening to Hearthcast. We're not all perfect. Slash facepalm. So the other day I was hanging out in the shrine and I saw the following posted. Here's your chance to make a lot of gold. A hundred gold a roll. If you roll more than 60, I will double your gold. If you roll below a 60, I keep your gold. So I, of course, accepted this offer, but maybe not why you think I did. So I go up to the guy, give him 100 gold, and I do a roll. I do a slash roll, space, 61-100. Naturally, my result is going to be over 60. I think I got a 71 in this case. Okay, man, here's your 200 gold. So I take my 100 gold and give him his 100 gold back and explain to him the errors in his game. Number one, he doesn't stipulate the roll range at all. And number two, it's pretty obvious he doesn't even know what a roll range is. So I explain to him exactly what a roll range is, and he says, Oh, that explains a lot. I'm down to 400 gold. But that's not the end of the story, folks. Once I corrected his game, he tries to get me to play again. Of course, now I have nothing to do with it, because the odds are certainly not in my favor anymore. And I tell him it's easier to make money in the auction house than it is to try to gain people out of the gold. So I explain basic flipping to him and basic, you know, generic auction house strategy. 
Oh, okay. So, like, I should be flipping herbs and other stuff? Yes. Yes, you should. Okay. Are you going to farm them for me? I don't have professions. No, I will not. I explained that even with a minute amount of gold, he can buy and flip stuff on the auction house with ease. Now, the good news of all this, he messaged me of the night in-game, and he let me know he'd made about 300 gold on the auction house on some flips and was on his way to flip more stuff. So there you have a Hearthcast success story, immediate response from a guy who didn't know anything about the auction house, and in three minutes or less, the guy's making gold on the auction house. But it's also kind of funny, because here's the thing. The whole thing, I told him, honestly, with what he posted in chat, that he could refuse to give me money, my gold back, you know, because he would figure it out, maybe. And I could go to Blizzard with it, since he posted it in chat, and say, hey, he didn't stipulate what my role was, so, you know. Right. He didn't make all these stipulations. I rolled what I, you know, what I felt like rolling, and I did, you know, did I roll more than he said roll? Yes. So, by the way, the next time he posted it, he did have roll between 1 and 100. So, <laughs> poor guy. You know what's odd is the people on uh, Whisperwind will sell presents for 200 gold. Oh, random? Random. And they say that, oh, there could be Mount, there could be a pet in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd, put, I'd find, like, a rock and put a rock uh-huh. in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can put a mountain in for 200 gold. Well, I mean, if it was legit, if someone did do that and they they made a whole bunch and it was like a guaranteed percentage chance that you get a mount, I mean, they might make back their 200 gold. I can tell you right now, the more people who bought rocks from me or sticks uh-huh. or whatever, <laughs> the more sticks and rocks I'd put in boxes. <laughs> well, not too many people fell for it. Like I said, people are arguing with them, but... I always like kind of the gamble feature in games because I don't have to worry about losing anything. That's sure. why I like, like those uh, mysterious fortune cards. Right, or the monkey thing now. Yeah. The, uh, the, the treasure cave. chest. Yeah. yeah, the treasure chest. Monkey treasure chest, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that, that's controlled by a computer. It's not controlled by anybody else. It's, right. not, it's not a player on the other end who you are sure is going to rip you off. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. That's a guaranteed ripoff. So, yeah, I've never seen him do that. That'd be interesting. I've seen this whole, you know, roll for gold thing all the time. But most of the time you see it with the stipulation of the roll is between 1 and 100. Sure. <laughs> thing about it is, I mean, this poor guy, he gave me the 200 gold. He gave it to me. He's like, oh, here's, no wonder he's down to 400 gold. And how many other people scammed him mm-hmm. and just went, yeah, sucker? Well, but also if he didn't have any professions and he didn't know some basic things about the game, then that's probably why, too. If you don't have any professions, how are you going to make any gold? He's not. He's not. He's level All nine. you're going to have is what you make from quests, and it's really not that much. Not lot, no. done. He was level 90. He didn't inspect him, yeah. but, um, yeah, he probably just questing. No gold. No gold. Poor guy. So sorry for him. In gaming headlines this week. Level 90 boost tunes may have their own starting zone to familiarize them, while everyone else has to prove themselves worthy. You know, I've been saying this since Cataclysm. Blizzard will introduce a way for new players to start at the max level of the previous expansion, but they will lock those tunes to a starting area until they learn their skills. Kind of modified that a little bit when they came out with the Proving Grounds. And I said, that's where they're going to lock them to. You're going to get your 90 and it's going to get locked to the Proving Grounds. 
until you get a certain level. So yeah, it was kind of close because now, in a recent Warlords of Draenor dev interview, the following was stated. First, Proving Grounds are going to be updated and expanded, making it a requirement to queue for random heroic dungeons, which means we all will have to go into the Proving Grounds. We all will have to get, I think it's a bronze in the Proving Grounds. So we will all have to do that if we want to queue for random heroics. Now that's there because if we boost our characters to 90, regardless of what that character is, we need a way to actually prove. We're not just going to walk in and be like, hey guys, I'm a 90. I have the required eye level to be here and I'm queuing for randoms because now everybody's going to just hate on us and kick us out and much queuing will, will happen. But if we have our little 90 that we boosted, and then we take them to Proving Grounds, and we get our bronze or whatever whatever it is, now we can come out of there and we say, okay, we kind of know what we're doing. We have the eye level, so we can go ahead and do this random heroic dungeon. The other thing they said is, if the level 90 boost gives you your first high-level character, that's the important part, there will be a starting experience that introduces you to your skills slowly rather than giving them to you all at once. And that was always the complaint, that if you give somebody a level 90 tune with level 90 spells and level 90 abilities, they won't know what to do, and it's absolutely true. But I always counter by saying they will give them something to do to learn. It doesn't take a whole lot. So now you get your own little starting zone. You'll learn stuff, learn how to do this, you know, shoot this guy, do this. There's already stump. We've seen this before, where you learn a new ability and, and your trainer says, okay, Go over there and shoot the training dummy 17 times. And you go, okay, and you go shoot the training dummy 17 times. So this type of introduction of abilities is going to be there now. We also need basic things like uh, learning how to acquire, complete, and turn in quests. I mean, there will be people who will be completely fresh players who will start out with a 90. You know, if they're coming in to play with their friends, they, you know, get a copy get the free 90 and go, okay, ready to go. So they would need that kind of introduction too before you get to the more complicated quest. And I would hope that this uh, starting experience could be optional for players who are experienced already because you might know how to play a mage or a warlock and then you decide you want to do a paladin. You've never leveled a paladin. You don't know what it's like. I mean, are you really going to be doing any good to start at 90? It's a little uh, complicated. You know, so basically what you're saying is if, like, we'll use Paladin since I've never leveled a Pally. And we'll say, I just say, hey, I'm doing my Pally and I don't qualify because this is not my first high level character. But maybe I can go to my my trainer and go, hey, uh, I need a remedial course in, in Paladin 101. Sure. Yeah. Can I queue up for that Paladin 101 thing? Uh-huh. Well, sure. Go right here and take it. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So make it an optional thing. You make it required for those if it's your first high-level tune. If it's not your first high-level tune, make it something you can do. Right. That makes perfect sense. Because you may not learn all that stuff on the Proving Ground. That's true. So you'll still have to take that tune to the Proving Ground. So maybe, Well, Proving Ground doesn't teach you anything. It's just, you know, sink or swim. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, that you still have to do that. Like right now, like if, if I decide, since I've already got a high-level tune... And I take my little free boost, and I and I'm going to be boosting my druid. Now I have to have my druid. Once he hits ninety, he's got to go through proving grounds and get at least bronze if I want to queue him up. 
Right. But I don't have to do the starting zone experience. Unless, like you say, unless I opt to, which I think is a great idea. Now, I will specify that it is the Proving Grounds to get into Heroic Dungeons, which is a difference because Mr. Pandaria did not have normal 90 dungeons. We had lower level ones, and then you had Heroic. There was nothing in the middle. So the Proving Grounds will be required for the Heroic version of the dungeons, but not the regular level 90 dungeons. Hey, Blitz, here's an idea for you. So getting things in the mail from the nether, like if you're an instance or something and you don't get your loot and it's a recovered item, we got this thing from the nether. I like that because there have been a lot of times, especially like when love is in the air, (laughs) I didn't stick around. I'd roll and then I'd leave and then like, oh, hey, you won this. Well, yeah, a lot of times, yeah, I had that issue. Like one person would just leave. So it wouldn't matter however long you stayed in the dungeon, have to stay there for like, you know, 20 minutes before I decided to decide who won the item. Right. By then you just leave. Right. And then if you won, it shows up in the mail. Right. It's like really, really nice. Uh-huh. The problem I have is I get a lot of stuff in the mail. Mm-hmm. And so I have this cool add-on that I click one button and I say select all and give me all attachments. And so my then my, my bag, which I use bag nods, so I have this one big bag, it throws everything in my bag. And then since I like order, I also use uh, bank stack, which then I click my bank stack, it puts everything in a nice, you know, uh, order of, of rarity, which is kind of cool. And now that everything's deleted out of my mail, before I close my mailbox, I see like there's other mail, maybe something from a guildy, maybe something from you. And then there's this thing that says, hey, there's this thing from the postmaster. It's a recovered item. And I go, oh, sweet. Thanks, Blizz. And I click on it because I'm going to read it. I know that's shocking to you. <laughs> I'm going to read it. And it doesn't tell me anything except that it sent me an item. It doesn't tell me what item uh. it sent. It's like, hey, we recovered this for you, dude, here. Thanks. What'd you send me? Now I have to go back to my bag, which is one big old bag, and I have to look through my entire bag to try to figure out what they sent me. Now, if they would say, hey, you lost this, we sent you this uh, you know, heart-shaped box token thing that you left over in, you know, this wherever. And then, oh, and now I can either, you know, I know what I'm looking for, so I can kind of hover over stuff, or I can use a search feature and type it in. So to me, it's a lot easier if they just let me know what I'm looking for, as opposed to playing, you know, hover over everything and go, did I have that before? Because, <laughs> you know, most of the time, I'm just going to throw it away anyhow, because I really didn't care, but... Because I do that like once a week where I go to my bag and I look at my bag and go, item level 113, what did I get that from? Throw that away or I'll, I'd not really throw it away, but I'll go vendor it. So it'd be nice just to know what, what they're sending. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Just a variable. Variable item underscore name or something. Very easy. Well, folks, that about does it for episode number 208. It's about all the time we have. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, I see what you did there. Time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You know what, folks? We want to hear from you. Email, speak pipe, you know the drill. It's podcast at hearthcast.com. Give us your opinions, your feedback, your questions, your comments, your shout outs, your guilt advertisements, or really anything else. You know, of course, if it's thought provoking question or something, we'd love that even more. Again, that's podcast at hearthcast.com. The Dark Moon Fair is this week. Remember, go kill the Dark Moon Rabbit. 
One person in the group will get the pet, which is currently fetching for quite a bit in the auction house. Watch out for Moonfang. And moon don't forget fang. you Moonfang. You never moon? killed Moonfang? No. Uh okay, it's a wolf. Okay. It's a rare. Rare. Like you'll see a notification that says um wolf fang like something about the prowlers are roaming. And then everyone has to kill a bunch of these elite wolves to make her spawn. It's a really hard, like, it's like a world, not a world boss type uh, difficulty, but it takes a lot of people. So while people are camping the uh, rabbit, the wolf appears? Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the rabbit. But you will get a warning on the top of your screen when she appears. So you do have time to get there from wherever you are. I'm going to do it this week. Okay. It drops a pet. Little moon moon, moon moon, moon moon, moon moon. Okay, and uh, you can get some pelts, which are pretty cool. You yeah. get a temporary mount that you can only use during the Darkman Fair. Uh, is it instant? Poof. Uh, no. Dang it! I know. <laughs> um, and also the wee buff, you know, ten percent uh, reputation experience, and then you get the vendors there where you can go and you can upgrade any of your heirloom items. Or some of your heirloom items from level 80 to level 85 with Dark Moon Fair tickets, which can be a little bit easier than the other currency. Um, so lots of stuff going on with Dark Moon Fair. I'm going to do it this time. Last time I missed it by a day, but <laughs> yeah. I got it. It's on my calendar at home now. Oh, I missed the end of Love is in the Air by a day. I, know, I was you were so mad. Because <laughs> I had been uh, doing the boss three times, three different characters, every single day to get a shot at the rocket mount. And all of my other characters, I had been saving up tokens. I'm like, okay, on the last day, I'll go and I'll buy the dresses, you know, why not? Now, luckily, I had already bought them out, the Swift Lovebird, which is super ugly, but I had to have it. Oh, you bought was, it? Yeah. With your tokens? With tokens. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I mean, there's two mounts. I was like the ugly one. <laughs> but it put me over the edge to the 150 mounts. Oh, and, rich. Uh, oh, thanks. So Monday afternoon, I logged in thinking that I had like one more day and then I could get up and do it like Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking this whole time, like, how's it going to work during maintenance? Is it even going to be up? And then it was like already gone. <laughs> I'm like, why? But the vendors, <laughs> uh, my tokens, <laughs> why did I take it to run today? I know. It derailed your whole day. <laughs> it really did. It really did. I mean, I was just like, oh. So. Well, not talking to Freckleface on on the chats today. So be mindful of uh, dates and times because it'll be marked that it's ending on a certain day. This also throws people off. If you had said to yourself, okay, it ends on Monday, Monday's last day, and you logged on at 5 p.m., it would have been gone already. Yeah, it's like 1 a.m. usually, server time. It depends. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes 1 a.m. sometimes is even as late as noon, but that ain't the same as thinking (laughs) it's going to be there all day. So. So be mindful of that. Mindful of that, yes. And folks, you know that uh, Freck and I love to play Hearthcast AoE, but, you know, we can't do it alone. We need you. So if you want to play a round of Hearthcast AoE with us, don't be shy. Let us know. You can send us a DM on Twitter or or email the show, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, anybody can play. You don't need to be any, you know, like uh, internet famous or anything like that. Um, anybody can. You want to play? Play. It's fun. And, uh, you know, maybe challenge Freckleface. So I don't have it. You know, she has questions from an expansion ago. <laughs> I know. At Nobody least a patch ago. Against Root. So, yeah, I miss walking down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, if you want to, folks, in all in all seriousness, it only takes a couple minutes. Uh, usually on Thursday nights between six and nine p.m. Eastern time. Uh, just let us know, and we will Skype you, bring you onto the show, ask all the questions. You give us the answers, we'll score it. You know how it goes. You can be the next contestant on Hearthcast AOE. Some awesome special shout-outs going to my buddies over at the Eviscerated Clan on Clash of Clans and Eviscerated 2. That's fun. Are they helping you out? We help each other out. Yeah. You know, you have, well, you don't have to, but you have to get rewarded points for helping other people out, so it's kind of cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Still a lot of fun. Still enjoying it. I know Broadway Blues is really enjoying it. He uh, He's upgrading his defenses. He sent me a text because he's getting uh, getting owned. Oh, yeah, so he bought a shield, a little oh. in-game transaction you can pay for stuff, and he bought a shield. Nice. So he's tired of getting beat up. <laughs> you can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthgas.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to OpenRead for everything they do. You can find Hearthgas on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for hearthcast.com. Hello, everybody. This is Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where we talk about technology, toddlers, and Tylenol. Although today, I think I'd rather switch to Tylenol out for some DayQuil. I kind of caught that crud that's going around on the schools. You know, kids come home and they're all snotty, and before you know it, you're all snotty. Yeah, that's our whole house right now. So Today, I wanted to talk about the Galaxy S5 uh, Mobile World Congress, just wrapped up last week in Barcelona, Spain. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of mobile phone industry. Samsung took the time to announce their Galaxy S5, which is, of course, the successor to the Galaxy S4, which is out right now. Now, the Galaxy S5 is going to come out in April. Um, I'm hearing April 11th right now, although all the dates aren't confirmed yet. It looks like it should be coming to all four major carriers in the United States. And it'll probably be about the same price point as the S4, which is... $200 $200 with a uh, standard two-year contract, unless you're awesome and have T-Mobile. Uh, we'll get into T-Mobile another day, but God, I love what they're doing over at T-Mobile. Anyway, the Galaxy S5. So what's new about the Galaxy S5? The screen's just about the same. It's a little bigger. I still have a 1080p screen. Um, they bumped it up just a little bit. The main complaint I had with the S4, and um, my wife was complaining about it too, is that the back of it was just slippery, slimy plastic. With the Galaxy S5, they went ahead and took that plastic back and they kind of dimpled it, so it's easier to grip. And they also gave it a whole bunch of different colors, which is nice. So, Galaxy S5 is also waterproof. And they're saying that 30 minutes at 3 feet of water, so it'll cover the occasional splash 
or uh, dunk in the toilet, or trip to the bathtub, which is what's happened to mom before in the past. So, let's see, what else? What comes with the Samsung Galaxy S5? Today, Samsung announced Samsung Galaxy Gifts. So, you're supposed to be getting about $500 worth of premium app subscriptions when you get the Galaxy S5. We're talking about, uh, let's see, six months of the Wall Street Journal, year-long access to Business Week. Galaxy S5 will come with a year of RunKeeper Premium. In the past, they've given out uh, extra space for Dropbox, but uh, I think they're doing Box this time. And the Galaxy S5 also has a heart rate sensor, which works by placing your finger over the camera lens on the back, which is pretty neat. So, look for the Galaxy S5 to be making a lot of news soon. Um, The carriers are probably going to come out with their own dates, and if the past is any indication of the future. Verizon's going to be the last one to get it, but who knows. So, I appreciate you listening. This is Broadway Blues. You can find me on Twitter at Broadway Blues, on the web at aspectofthedaddy.net, and if you have any suggestions for my little segment here, send them to broadwayblues at gmail.com. I'm really sorry about the bad audio quality of this one. I was debating whether or not to go ahead and put one out, but um, I decided to go ahead and do it, and I promise the next ones will sound a lot cleaner. I appreciate it. Thanks to HearthCast for their support, and I'll see you next week.